This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Magic, a terrifying love story. Horse Lanty here with Horse Tips. Are you tired of spending time clipping your fingernails? Just rip them bitches off. You won't have to clip them for, like, weeks. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. Rip off your fingernails. I'm Horse Lanta. And I'm Troy. And uh, Horse Lanta, I seem, it seems like you've also removed all the keratin from the top of your head as well. I think so. Yeah. It's weird that fingernails and hair are made from the same stuff. And they never stop growing even after you die. I don't think that's true. Yeah. No, it's just that your skin recedes so it looks like it grows. They keep growing after you die. There's only one way to find out. I'm already dead on the Ooh. inside. Yeah. And like partially on the outside? Mostly. Okay. I'm just a slowly decaying meat shell. Yeah. I mean, are we all? True. Mood. Not Chris, Am I right? Chris is vibrant and full of life. <laughs> yes. Look at Chris him go. Is, he's extra peppy today, folks. That's yep. how I'd describe me. He's barely sitting on his shoulders. <laughs> he got, does have like the Uncle Fester shoulders, though, a lot of the times, or his, you know, just head sunk down into the shoulders. It's more comfortable that way. Yeah. yeah. That way you can hurt your neck and be sitting. <laughs> and your shoulders. I do want Chris to stick a light bulb in his mouth at some point during the episode. I'm always trying to feed him light bulbs, but he's always refusing to try to eat them. That seems reasonable to me. Uh, Yes. So, uh, yeah, this week we watched Magic. As Magic. Do it by Kylie? Am I correct in that? I believe yeah. so. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, thank you, Kylie, for suggesting Magic. It is indeed, I have confirmed on the list. So, Chris, uh, how does this movie start? From the beginning. Uh, it starts with Squalid Apartment. Pan across a squalid apartment with pictures on the wall that say Merlin. There yeah. was some free week old breakfast on the counter. I was into that. There was a, a raid bottle on top of a TV. Sweet, sweet raid. Yeah. So you can just, I don't know, you can gack roaches while you're watching TV. Gack. Oh, and listeners, I am down to my last can of Hard Mountain Dew. Mm. It has been sitting out since the last episode, so it is room temperature, and it is watermelon-flavored, so it's probably going to be terrible. Or so, delicious. No, it, it wasn't delicious cold. It's not going to be delicious warm. Got to warm Street up that space. watermelon. Get yeah, that, mm, yeah, well, okay, we'll see how it goes. Chug, chug, chug. That's yeah, it just, it just tastes like a fizzy watermelon Jolly Rancher. That's the face of satisfaction if I've ever seen it. Uh, <laughs> that's not my O face, I promise. Yuck. That was my O no face. I hope to never know what the difference is. <laughs> well, you know what one is now, so. That's true. It's just the opposite of that, so picture that. Yeah, I just no. turn my face inside out. <laughs> uh... 
Yes. I don't think that's how any of this works. Sure it is. You don't know. <laughs> so yeah, so pan across uh, squalid to um, to some dude on a couch. Yeah. It was the grandpa from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Kind of looked like him. I would go with that. Yeah. He sprung out of bed because he got a golden ticket. There was no golden ticket this this movie. Or springing out of bed. Yes, but no, there were lies. Yeah, because he asked uh, he asked uh, Hannibal Lecter how he did on stage that night. Young fool had a hair Hannibal Lecter, which was oh my, weird. Oh my god, Anthony Hopkins as a youth, or like at least in his thirties, is fucking bizarre. It is to see. Surely is. This is our second Anthony Hopkins movie. Titus being the other one. Yeah, it sounds like something we do. I don't yeah. think I was there. Was I there for Titus? I don't remember. No, because no. you Chris watched it like at one and a half speed or two speed because it's fucking like four hours long. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I was bored <laughs> out of my mind. This is a remote episode. I'm not at Chris's house, so I'll just get all this out of the way. Chris, you suck and all that mess. Uh, let's see, your face is dumb and your dick stinks. Okay. It's really not the same. Also, he's going to mail you some cum to put across your couch for him. Gross. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we had bad Ohio weather, so I didn't drive no. to Chris's house today. So this is going to be low energy remote podcast. I don't care for these. Well, we'll do our best anyway. Works but as my other buddy said, low energy is better than no energy. So here we yeah. are. Low T is better than no T. Who's T? Oh, that's... They love to say, like, do you suffer from low T on the radio? Yeah, like, the new genics dog. Yeah. Yeah, because your testosterone's too low, apparently. You got you haven't eaten enough raw red meat. Yep. I haven't sunned my balls enough. Yeah, your balls don't work right anymore. That's the problem. You gotta feed your balls more raw red meat. Yeah, just rub it, just rub it right on there. Okay, but that doesn't seem like it's going to achieve much of anything besides getting them stickier than normal. Well, you haven't tried yet, so you don't know. Yeah. No, I keep rubbing lean meats on there. That must be my problem. He's like, move over, bacon. Here comes sizzling. Don't rub salmon on your balls like a maniac. You got to use a steak. Turkey. Just ground turkey. No, it's steakums mostly. Tea bagging, like just <laughs> pounds of raw turkey. Now, steakums is too salty, dog. Got to get you a nice porterhouse or a tomahawk. Yeah, and then you got to throw shoot eggs at it with a with an egg gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you got to beat it with a hammer and catch everything on fire. Yeah, that that whole so tracks anyway, oddly. Yeah. yeah, hurt your balls with meat, <laughs> so, or at least. Rub your balls on meat. I oh, think no. we were also saying you gotta hurt them. Slap it. Just just take a, like, a New York strip and slap your balls a few times. If you don't hurt your balls, you're not doing it right. Mm, I have never done it right. Apparently, uh, yeah, I do it right a lot more often than I care to discuss. I've spent a lot of my life not doing it right on purpose. <laughs> it seems. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if doing this is being wrong, I don't want to be right. But yeah, so anyway, Hannibal Lecter's like, oh yeah, so I did my card tricks, and they were great, 
Everybody loved them. I didn't and have then, a bunch of mouth sweat. They weren't laughing at me. Yeah, there definitely was not a like a lady looking at me while some dude sucked on her neck, and I didn't know what she was trying to say with her eyes. Yeah. Nobody hated the show. A big table didn't get up and walk out or nothing. Yeah, he definitely didn't yell at them for being a bunch of assholes for not even paying attention while he's like performing his life's work up there. Probably because his mouth was so sweaty. And his uh, so, yeah. mentor, the old man. Uh, Grandpa Charlie. Yeah. He said that the problem was he didn't have a hook. He didn't have a shtick. He, he needs more charisma. Stick. Yeah. He needs to spend five experience points to get another dot in charisma. And then we, like, jump smash cut to time later. Right. When there's a club and it's got, like, that dude's that's got, like, Hannibal Lecter's face all over it. And, and it's like, you know... It, yeah, you know, open tonight, blah, blah, blah. And then fucking Charles Emerson, Emerson Winchester III shows up and says he is works for NBC and gets let into the uh, the club like immediately. And I was like, hey, why is he good to go win? And he's like, he was that smart ass guy on MASH. Yeah. Yeah, the one smart ass guy on MASH. Which, yeah, there's only the one, so it's easy to tell. <laughs> Not Alan Alda. Uh, man, fucking. Charles Emerson Winchester III. Oh, and then he meets up with Mick. Yep. He he was eating thunder and crapping lightning. Yep. <laughs> and he was he was catching chickens and punching sides of beef. Um and uh and he's like, so like what do you got for me? Like, oh I got a magician. He's like, dude, you know magicians do not work on TV. He's like, yeah, no, this one will. Just I promise. And he's like, okay, dude, whatever. And then out comes Hannibal Lecter. Yep. And he's doing his same failing card trick routine. Yep. And then he starts getting heckled from the back. It's because he didn't have any mouth sweat this time. Yeah. And, and he's like, fine, you think you can do it better? Come on up here. And then the, the voice says it needs a little help. So he goes into the crowd and comes back with a ventriloquist dummy that is made to look like him. <laughs> Is that what they were going Disney for? Fans. Yes, that is what they were going for. According to IMDb trivia, that, that dummy was supposed to look like him. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah. they had the same clothes on. They had hair and eyes. Yeah, and they had they had a nose and a chin and a mouth and two ears. They hadn't ripped off their fingernails or hurt their balls with meat yet. Not yet. And so they do, like, you know, the the antagonistic dummy routine and he turns like uh, the, the dummy's card from a diamond into a heart and Charles Emerson Winchester the third's like, Holy crap, this might actually work on TV and Mick's like, yeah, because magic's all about misdirection and like, you can't misdirect the camera except for now you can because ever the camera's gonna be focused on the fucking dummy the whole time and not, not what the magician's doing. So the magic will work on TV and he's like, that sounds good. Like, let me uh, let me go talk to the network. I know whenever I've seen stage magic, I'm like, you know what really punched this up? Ventriloquism. 
I will say they it's a pretty good routine, and you can see. I'm sure it's dubbed over. I'm sure they loop it in afterwards, but like you can still see like Anthony Hopkins like voice box and stuff moving when the dummy is talking. Like they do a decent job of making it look like he's doing a ventriloquist routine. Yeah. And uh this movie was from the seventies, so Yeah, this came out the year I was born. The pacing is this weird. Movie, it is seventies paced. Um, not not like, you know, eat paste, but like, you know. Like slow as hell? Yeah. Yeah, because this puppy uh, comes in at just a hair under two hours. Yeah, and no one dies for like the first hour. At least. Um, yeah, at least. First uh, hour so- if you're lucky. <laughs> and so they, they're, they're back down in their dressing room, you know, uh, the dummy and uh, Hannibal Lecter. And then Mick comes in. He's like, oh, hey, that was great. Yeah, like I had the network guy in here. It went great. We're going to get you get you some exposure. And you'll know that the deal's done when I invite you to the Four Seasons for lunch. Yeah. And he's like, great. Cut to... Indeterminate time later. Four... Yeah, cut <laughs> to sometime later when Mick is pulls into the Four Seasons and has lunch with Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Because they're they're now gonna get the big their big break or they're working on it, which I assume is like a syndicated television program because it's the seventies. Yeah, well, I mean, at the very least, they're gonna do we like find talk out show circuits. Yeah, well, he's doing talk show circuits already. Yeah, um, we find that out later. But oh yeah, so he sends him to Vegas for a while though. We know that because because Mick said I'm gonna send you to Vegas. To get some experience, and you can like do talk shows while you're out there, and yeah, and maybe maybe you'll even get on Carson. And if Carson invites you to over to go sit at the desk, then you know that you're in because that was the thing. If Carson apparently if they had a comedian on Carson and he invited them over to talk afterwards, that meant that they were going to have him on again, and that was like his like his nod. He was giving him the rub, but then uh, if Carson was <laughs> like, hey. Carson was like, "Hey, thanks for watching, everybody. See you later." Then you know that uh, that you were you. He was burying them. So true. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they uh, and then they have lunch. It's like, "Hey, I got you some kind of deal. We'll talk about it. I'll call you with the details later." Calls him with the details later. And says, "Hey, you gotta take a, like a physical or a medical exam before you do the pilot." And Hannibal Lecter is like, "Fuck no, I'm not." I ain't doing that. I ain't going to go see no medicine wizards. No, nah, because they're going to try to find something wrong with me so that they don't have to like do the pilot and like pay me money and stuff. And Mick's like, that doesn't make any sense. But also, like, is this just because like you're afraid of success? And he's like, no, it's about a principle. And yells at Mick, says, I'm not going to do it if I have to do a physical. So you fucking get on there and tell them I'm not doing the physical. And then Mick calls I don't know, Doc Torbs. And then Mick calls back later. He's like, uh, dude, like I have like all the lawyers here, and we talked about it. We talked to the network, and they still want a physical. And, and I didn't mention that when he was talking about the lawyers, he said their collective IQ was 100. Yep, uh, three, so, I three. I have three lawyers here with the collective IQ of 100. So they had good. exactly enough IQ to sit in a chair and keep their eyes open. Yeah, they're like maybe human no average. More, no less. Among the three, you add them all together, you get human average. <laughs> They're all 33.3%. 
33.3 IQ point lawyers. No, no, that was a great little burn that I that they just he slipped in there. Um, they never won a case. They don't even know what a case is. They just put on a suit and show up and yeah. wipe the Ob- rule from their chins. Object. That's all they do. They, um, they're like Pokemon. They can only say lawyer. <laughs> pika pika. Um. Yeah, and so then, and so yeah, he calls back. He's like, "Yeah, dude, like you gotta take the pizza." He's like, "Well, fine, then I'm out." And he like hangs up and makes like, "I'm coming over to your apartment." He's like, "I'm not gonna be here." Yeah, good and luck, asshole. He, <laughs> yep, and then he leaves and gets a cab to the Catskills. Yeah, because which apparently only cost him eighty bucks. Yeah, where is he coming from? New York City. To the Catskills for eighty bucks? That Hello. seems reasonable. I said New York City. I said get a rope. Okay, good. I didn't. Chris didn't. Yeah, Chris wasn't like Chris. Chris. You don't fucking know. Yeah, he's he's not there. You're not there to keep him in line, Hotlanta. Of course, I'm not there to scare him and shout at him and threaten him with his taser lighter. He's drinking (laughs) his own beer like he owns the place. Yeah, (laughs) he's the only one drinking his beer. It's true. I'm not there to steal it. I can have all of my beer this time. <laughs> Don't get too used to it. I'll nope. be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, yeah, and so he, but he like drives through his town, past his old house, and has a little vision of like his dad playing catch with his brother while he willed a horse out of wood. And then they go past the graveyard where he has a vision of someone's funeral, presumably his mom and or dad. And then he goes both in the same coffin. They save money. Yeah. And then uh, they uh, he drives to what was the the cabins? They were the finest. The finest cabins. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was F-I-N-A-S-T. Finest. <laughs> yeah. Weird how they went out of business. Does <laughs> that seem fine ass? That's his fine ass. What the fuck? Yeah, I went through a whole range of confusing <laughs> feelings on that. I was like, is this, is, is that French? What the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> like, like, is this like the fine ass mountains or something? And so it's like, it, it's like, is a reference to a location, but not that we're aware of. <laughs> Nah, it was just, just a real nice sign that was spelled super wrong. Yep, the finest cabins. And so he tells the cabbie, here's 80, your 80 bucks, here's a tip, and then here's 100 bucks to shut up about the fact that you drove me here. Because the cabbie recognized him from TV, or from the talk shows, and he's like, I sing real good, like, who represents you? And he's like, William and Morris. He's like, oh, I don't know those guys. I don't know either of those guys. Like, uh, it's a company, it's a company, not people, not a person. Yeah. Gangrene. Also, just for the oh, record, yeah. that guy sings so good that he would make people cream. I just want to make yeah. sure we get that out there. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. He was in Slapshot, apparently. Weird. Which doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of creaming in Slapshot, if I recall correctly. Cream yep. shot. Yeah, oh, wait, maybe that's what I watched. Cream yeah. slap. <laughs> Yeah, Cream Shop, the triple X parody of Slapshot. <laughs> uh, it didn't go over real well, but you know. No. Um, 
Yeah, so he goes down and like knocks on the the door to the management place. Like, I need a cab, and and the voice is like, "We're closed." He's like, "I'll pay you fifty bucks a night up front." She says, "We're open." You couldn't stay any damn where for fifty bucks. Well, fucking forty forty five years ago, I, yeah, you probably could, but not today. And and it turns out that it is uh, the love interest from Grumpy Old Men. Yep, that is uh, the the proprietor of the financed cabins, and she shows him a cabin and leaves and then he's like she didn't even recognize me because she apparently was like his high school crush and then she's like he didn't even recognize me because she was aware of him in high school yeah they knew each other existed and then he shows up he's like uh no soap and she's like oh you're not gonna stay he's like no like there's no soap or towels really at the cabin and she's like oh yeah let me get those for you it's no soap a thing you say when you're not going to stay at a hotel no no joy maybe i'm gonna say no soap next time i'm at a hotel and i'm not staying there i'm just gonna walk up and go no soap and then me and my ventriloquist dummy are getting the fuck out of there yes right oh can you use brett as your ventriloquist dummy or i'm sorry horse lanta as your ventriloquist dummy sorry to dead podcast name you there I do it call him Bats. That's all right. I, I tried to give away my phone number that one time. It depends on where his hand's going to go, I guess. We all know where my hand's going to go. I don't even know why that <laughs> came up. My butt. <laughs> Whatever gives the best access to your spine. I mean, I can make a new hole if that's better for you. Please don't. I have too <laughs> many as it is. Yeah. Just so a few of them shut. I'm trying. <laughs> So, uh, and and keep in mind the whole time he's continually having conversations with the control quest dummy, Fats. Oh yeah, and it's talking back to him even though he's not like holding it. Yeah, and you're like, uh oh, it's a possessed dummy. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. So Although they, it's quite uh, obviously Anthony Hopkins doing the voice of the dummy. Yeah. Just, just with a funny accent, yeah. And uh, the dummy interacts with the lady. She's charmed by the dummy because he keeps talking about his dick. Yeah. The height of comedy, I suppose, in the late 70s. Penises. Wooden dicks. Puppet dick. Oh, puppet dick. I get it now. I didn't get it originally, but now... <laughs> now I get it. And, uh... They have uh, a little discussion. Yeah, they find out that oh no, they did actually remember each other, and he was she he was sweet on her. She knew he was sweet on him, but he never said anything because God forbid a woman make the first move. Yeah, uh, I mean, he, I, granted, in the sixties, that probably was you know the way things were, but he had carved her a wooden heart that he quote unquote lost. Yeah. Which was just code for he didn't have the stones. Yep. Maybe it would. And uh, they they seem to be sweet on one another. But it turns out that she is uh, married. To the Duke of Earl. 
to the Duke of New York. He's a number one. <laughs> Duke, 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 Duke of And uh, Duke is off on business. Yeah, which... uh, emergency business trips that happen, which I'm pretty sure is code for banging his mistress. Or several prostitutes. True. Or several mistresses. Or several or s- mistresses. Or some mix thereof. <laughs> I guess he could have a secret second family. He could. Well, he didn't, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I I should count just a marriage of a man and woman as a family, since that is what I have. <laughs> I wasn't going to be like, well, it's not really a family because it's not kids, but that's not the way that fucking shit works. Way to discount your own <laughs> relationship, I know, right? Troy. I'm like, that's not the way this shit works. What am I talking about? <laughs> ah, my social conditioning is kicking in. Ah, Uh, I gotta say, the fucking kangaroos are distracting the shit out of me. (laughs) Why? Because it's just kangaroos and they're hugging. I don't understand what the fuck is even happening with that. (laughs) Yes, listeners, uh, Horace Lanta has chosen a background for his Skype call, and it is two kangaroos hugging. Sharing a special hug. Yeah. Anyway. Their free cell is so much better. Oh no, this is just solitaire. It's not even free cell. I've won. You did That's it. It's not even. Yeah, you're right. <sighs> oh, fuck me. That bothers <laughs> me more. <laughs> That's all I could have hoped for. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Just now, listeners, this background is, you know, window solitaire when you won and all the cards like would fall off of the, the piles and bounce off the floor and all that. Well, this has two of them doing that, but there's no cards up in the the aces area and there's still like unturned cards in the play area like there's no reason for them to be doing that uncalled for yeah you've chosen you've chosen violence now horse lanta so anyway that's right. corpse grinder i can tell that is corpse grinder <laughs> That's fine. It's just like I see a black T-shirt and white neck and arms. So. Look at that neck, though. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, so they have a nice chat about how, you know, that he should have probably hit on her in high school, but he didn't have the guts. Yeah. And then he goes back to commiserate with his dummy. And then they have a, they have a little it's chat as they're Sarab? walking. No, Sarab? there's Pac. Sarab Pac? It's Tupac, but he's got three heads. I just he's the guardian to the underworld. He's the guardian to Thug Life, <laughs> which is the underworld. <laughs> That's like they renamed Hades to uh, Thug Life back in the the nineties. Is that true? I don't need a source verification on that. <laughs> All right, I'll get my wife. I'll, I will cite my wife on the Discord. She's Greek, so she knows about the Greek underworld. True. So they they have a little walk the next day, and yep. uh, she says, "Hey, you do tricks." He's like, "No, I don't do tricks. Tricks are prearranged things." That you execute, I I 
don't do just she's like he's like i just use whatever's at hand oh she's like so this rock you can do magic with this rock and he's like sure so she hands on the rock and he just palms it and yeah he disappears one palm rock and she's like that's great here how about this other rock and then he palms that rock too because he can palm rocks because he can knows basic magic tricks yep and then he skips the rocks and tells her that he's just stressed out about the idea of being successful. Yeah. And then he, he recounts the story of his mentor and how uh, him and his wife, that was his original assistant, yes. but she came down with medical ailment. Yes. And that they were determined to use psychic powers in order to communicate yeah to they prove to use the their tele- love they wanted to use telepathy to prove the power of love yeah like that Huey Lewis song yes telepathy the power of love and he he's like but you know that's just a dumb thing that can't really happen and she's like no let's go try it and he's like okay we can give it a go Yep. So they head back to the, I don't know, her house, I guess. Mm-hmm. And they try the magic. And the telepathy <laughs> is... That's that's great. That's, that's the, the bite half of bite beans? We'll, we'll stick with that. Okay. And so... Why is one eye bigger than the other, though? Because he got punched in the head when he was a baby. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I'm laughing. That's not actually funny, but... It's a little funny if I you know the guy. I punched him in the head when he was a baby. How old were you? Also a baby. Okay. He's a really big just, baby. Just baby on baby violence? Yes. Okay. See, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Diaper club. <laughs> so, the... They get two decks of cards. Yep. They both pick a card. One of the blue back, one with the yellow back. You pick a card, you put it back in the deck, the other person finds their card and then thinks about it real hard-like, and then you use your brain powers to pick the card. Yeah, to pick the card that that they're concentrating on. And... And, uh, Boy, the first time doesn't go great. No, and he, like, fucking, like, has a almost has like a mental breakdown over it because you know because apparently like i don't know their their connection isn't as strong as he thought it was and but then he's like he's gonna make this second one work and so he like fucking like is super intense about it like intimidatingly intense about it yeah and uh it works the second time you know because violence was uh definitely implied Violence is always the answer. That's Horse Lanta's mon- mantra. Violence, violence everywhere. Let's all have a drink. And because uh, Anthony Hopkins flipped out with uh, crazy violent threats over a card trick, his uh, lady friend is all like, well, I guess we should go have intercourse. Well, no, but the second time it works. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my. It worked because he had enough mouth sweat. He was very sweaty and disheveled by the end of it. So they and go... She's like, that makes like you've been having sex. Let's go have sex. Yeah. 
and they have 1970s movie sex, which is really just a weird string music with two topless people hugging. Yeah. And kissing each other's shoulders. For what felt like 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I gotta say, 70s Anthony Hopkins, not really a looker, not doing it for me. No, no, he's not. He's no uh, Burt Reynolds, that's for certain. Yeah, it was no Smokey and the Bandit. No Magnum P.I. No Gator. Not even... Gator don't take no shit. I don't know any other 70s. Actually, Magnum P.I. was 80s. Um, I don't know any hot... Who are hot 70s guys? Uh, Steve McQueen? He's no Steve McQueen? That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know who the hot 70s guys are. It was the 70s. 80s guys... 80s guys I can list off because I was watching TV in the 80s, so I know who you were supposed to think was hot. Don Johnson, Dirk Benedict, you know, people like that. And uh, so they they have intercourse. (laughs) Yes. While she's still married. Yeah. Salacious. Oh, my. Uh. The ventriloquist dummy talks a bunch of shit. Yeah. He's like, did you have fun begging your whore? Did you fucking whore? <laughs> well, yes. Yes, he did. And is that when uh, the postman shows up? Yeah. We're not sure what we call him the postman. Not you, well, but the movie. Because he always delivers. I guess so. He says that at the Four Seasons. He says that the four seasons that they call him the postman because he always delivers. And, and yeah, so Gang Green shows up. Just horse land to right now, you look like Bitem's nostril is leaking. <laughs> you. I am. <laughs> he is. It is. <laughs> this is all horrible nightmare. I, I'm sorry, Tobin, that you have to see that discharge every night, apparently. Gross. Discharge. It's He's the watchful eye. You, you had him backwards. It's the other eye that's doing that. I had harder. to go back to time. <laughs> Dave, yeah. It's harder for me to do the other eye. I can do this eye just fine. I can't do that other eye. Only hey. Biden's stare. Yep. Uh, and so, like, Mick shows up and he's like, hey, dude, I've tracked you down. And the Got guy's the like, crap lightning. Yep. He's like, oh, that fucking cabbie must have. Probably Craig called your your uh, your talent agency to get a job and let loose that he found out because of me and told you where uh, he dropped me off at, and you showed up and and Mick's like, dude, like I'm worried for you, I'm like you gotta like, cause like he was arguing with the mannequin or I'm sorry, he was arguing with the dummy when uh, when Mick showed up and he tried to like pass it off as oh, I was just rehearsing a routine and Mick's like no nah, dude you were arguing with that man with that dummy you got problems so yeah. i i want you to not have the dummy speak for 5 minutes and he starts getting the mouth sweats again yeah Hannah Blacher's like ah fine that'll be easy and like 2 minutes in he's like how much longer i got man how how, how much longer i got i need a fix <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's been at least at least four minutes now, right? Right. <laughs> two two thirty tops, brother. Seconds. Yeah. 
And he just finds like, fuck it, and grabs the the, the mannequin and starts, or the dummy, and starts like just like doing a whole fats routine because fats is what he calls the dummy. Yeah, and and the dummy demands that he uses him to bludgeon the gangrenous postman to death with him. Yes, because the the character's name Mick's last name is Green, so he calls him Gangrene. And yeah, and then everyone calls him the postman because he delivers. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so as Mick is walking through the woods, uh, Hannibal Lecter just fucking clubs him to death with a ventriloquist dummy. Yeah. Well, we think he's to death, but he ain't dead. Mostly dead. He got better. <laughs> he got better. And uh, as this is happening, his lady friend pokes her head out the house and is like, hey, do you want the asparagus or the fucking French cut green beans for dinner? And he's like, I have bigger problems, but I guess the asparagus? Yeah. <laughs> well, she's, first he's indecisive, and then she tells him that he's the man, so he's figuring out if he wants green beans or asparagus. Yeah, he's like, whatever, whatever I can say to make you not come out here and see what the fuck I'm doing. And yeah, so she chooses. He chooses asparagus spears, and tips. then, oh just yes, the tips. Yes, just the tips. He's got yeah, coming at you with asparagus tips. <laughs> um, asparagus landed here. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, so then uh, he goes back to his bungalow, and the dummy's like, dude, you gotta like get that guy's ID out of his pockets, fill his pockets full of rocks. Fucking swim him out to the middle of the lake and sink him. And Hannah Blechter's like, I don't know, dude, that sounds like a lot of work. And the dummy's like, no, you got to take his IDs, fill his pockets full of rocks, and sink him in the in the lake. And they and Blechter's like, yeah, but the the water moccasins in the lake. And he's like, I don't fucking care, dude. I, I have blood. I found no water moccasins. I said you get out there and drown that corpse. Yep, I like I've got blood on my face from being used as a blunt instrument to kill someone. So I demand that you go sink his corpse in the middle of the lake. And how about just like, okay, fine. That's a reasonable request considering he did bludgeon another man to death with him. Yeah. I did also, like when he took off his butt. hair and fixed his brains. Yeah. <laughs> he taped him up real nice. Yeah. And then, so yeah, so he takes him out there, but as he's swimming the guy out to the middle of the lake, he wakes up, and they have a a water-treading hug fest. A tussle. That's a hug fest. Tussle yeah. Fest. They just hug each other a lot until Mick sinks below the waves. Like UFC yeah. fights. Yeah. And then we cut to the next morning. The movie tries to make it ambiguous as to whether or not Anthony Hopkins also perished, but there's like, I don't know, 40 minutes left, so of course he's still alive. At least 40 minutes. And the his lady friend comes down. She's like, hey, how's it going? You want some coffee? Also, my husband's back, and I'm pretty sure he thinks we're fucking on account of we were fucking... He's yeah. watching us right now. See, there he is. He's watching us. You can see he walked in like this bedroom smells like sex and candy. Yeah. 
And I know I didn't leave any sex in this house. <laughs> yeah, and, and the yeah, so Cannibal Lecter is like, well, uh, I would like some coffee and for you to run with away with me. And I take it with sugar and cream. Also, I promise to fill you with cream, something along those lines. She asks if Duke has a telescope. To see before. if he can read their lips. I guess, but he doesn't even wait for an answer, and he just says it. Like, what was the point in that? Yeah. Well, I think the look she gave her was like, you think my fucking husband has a telescope? Well, we haven't seen Duke yet, but once we see Duke, we know Duke doesn't have a fucking telescope. Nope. I don't want to, you know, make broad accusations based on a person's physical appearance, but I feel like, you know, my telescope dar is pretty good. Duke looks like he probably has hatchets and firearms, and that's about it. He has firearms for certain. Yeah. If he has a telescope, it's mounted on a rifle of some sort. <laughs> so uh, he heads up for coffee because the only way to make him think they're not fucking is with uh, sick-ass ventriloquism. Yep. And, um, yeah, and Fats talks about how his dick got dead Dutch elm disease, which is pretty good. Yeah. And fell off. And, uh, Duke is super. Duke Duke thinks it's hilarious. Oh yeah. Until he uh, confronts lady whose name escapes me. Uh, well, Anne Margaret's the actress. Um, she's Let's call I, her lady. We could call her. Um, I don't remember the, her character's name from uh, from uh, Grumpy Old Men. Give me lady. a second. I will find it. Whoa, whoa, Even? whoa, she's a lady. The hell's be... wrong with you? I was like 70s, right? You're the 70s. She's a lady. Uh, Ariel. Oh, like that mermaid. Yes. Ariel Truax, apparently, was her character's name. Oh, like that mermaid. Yes. Ariel. Oh, I forgot Daryl Hannah was in that movie. She's also a mermaid. Yeah. Kevin Jesus. Pollock, not Squish. a mermaid, but he was a brownie in Willow. Yeah, both Willows. And Christopher McDonald ate pieces of shit for breakfast. What's the basis? In, uh, what was that movie? Um, Happy Gilmore? Yeah. You eat pieces of shit? <laughs> <laughs> you know that Mr. Mr. Lady? I think we just killed her. <laughs> Mister, Mister, uh, that that was the second to last good Adam Sandler movie. Bold statement. Well, Billy Elliot, I highly enjoy Billy Bad. Elliot. Not Billy. Oh, I do enjoy Billy Elliot, but um, Billy Madison, I also enjoy. Um, Happy Gilmore, I enjoy, and The Water Boy, I enjoy. After that, not so much. But you had all that trash that he made for 20 years. Yeah, that would be the part, the not so much part of things. Hey, now, Uncut Gems was pretty good. I've not seen Uncut Gems. I've heard good things about that one. Actually, there was one where he, like, his daughter was getting married, and he was, like, working class in maybe Boston. That was actually not bad. Chris Fack, Chris's favorite movie ever is Grown Ups 2. Yes, that is true. He has said that multiple times off the During podcast. During this podcast alone. 
Yeah. Gonna gonna have to fact check that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't worry, Christian. Christian, <laughs> Christian how many times do I reference episode. Grown Ups Two ever, but specifically in this podcast? Just right now. Yeah, like one. <laughs> being this instance. Referencing what? What is your favorite movie, Chris? Grown Ups Two. Absolutely other not. Other than other than Grown Ups Two, what is your favorite movie? Click. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. That's like Adam Sandler with like a remote control for the world, like he can like rewind time and shit. Absolutely not that. That's my boy. That's why do you know this many things? I assume that's an Adam Taylor film, first of all. No, that that's old school. Kind kinda. I'm thinking old school. Like that's my you're my boy, Blue. Oh no, old school is beautiful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, you're that's my boy. Is him and Andy Samberg. Oh, Andy Samberg. Yeah, Hot Rod. Okay, Hot Rod. Yeah, Hot Rod wasn't terrible. Hot Rod is one of my favorites. Um. Whiskey! Akira or possibly Blade Runner? <clears throat> I have a Blade Runner role-playing game, Chris, we could play sometime. I really like Blade Runner. Like the original cut, not the weird director's cut. I don't know if I've seen the OG cut. I've seen the, the director's cut and the final cut. Which I am super glad I watched the final cut before I went to go watch Blade Runner whatever 2049 or whatever it was. Um, because the dread, the final cut reminded me that Blade Runner is slow. It's not a fast movie. No, it's real slow. And so getting to that, this, the, the second Blade Runner movie, I was like, oh yes, this is slow. I'm okay with that because I remembered that Blade Runner is supposed to be slow. <laughs> I mean, Akira is the only movie that I've ever seen that I have a tattoo about. So I figure okay. that has to count for something. It means that you... Uh, at one point decided to have ink embedded in your skin representing that movie. I did it myself. There you go. My favorite movies of all time is a neck and neck between Full Metal Jacket and The Devil's Rejects. I have no fucking clue what my favorite movie is. Maybe. And I, and I know it fucking sounds shitty. It makes me sound like a terrible person. But maybe Fight Club. But that's because I recognize that it is a satire and I enjoy the fucking layers and layers and layers of satire that are layered upon each other. It's a fucking satire onion. And that is why I love that movie. So you're based and red pilled is what you're trying to say. Yeah, I'm purple pilled, apparently. Uh, Yeah, you know, just like uh, just like Eminem. And D12 or whatever the fuck the name of that band was. You got it. it. Was. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so uh, Duke. Nukem is like, hey, uh, so do you slept with that dude? And she's like, no, but I wanted to. Yeah, but I'm and, gonna. Yeah. And Duke is like, Fine. Like, dude's like, whatever. And then he's like, hey, you, Hannibal Lecter, let's go fishing in a boat together out on the lake. I can kill you out on the lake. I mean, not that. And then he's like, so, uh, my wife told me that you two fucked. And Hannibal Lecter's like, no, no, we didn't. If 
that's weird that she would tell you that. Um, and then Duke's like, well, fine, whatever. I'm going to go cat throw, you know, cast my rod. And, oh, I hooked something really heavy in the middle oh, of no. the lake where you... I you you skipped the fact that he first accuses him of fucking his wife, and then yeah. immediately needs emotional validation for his very vulnerable state that he's in. <laughs> Which I don't know was real funny to me. Toxic masculinity at its best. Yeah, you're fucking my wife, right? No. Oh, good, because I am very vulnerable right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know I'm if I can handle that in this rowboat. I was going to kill you out here for real, though. Like, in a second? (laughs) But, dude, can we hug it out? No, 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 let's just fish instead, I guess. Yeah. And then Hannah Blackter's like, "Uh, maybe we should try fishing somewhere else other than where I, you know, deposited a dead body (laughs) or hugged a man to death previously. Um, And he's like, no, that's good. Okay, well, I'm just going to fish here. And then he hooks something heavy, and he's, like, pulling on it. And, I mean, there is no way that fishing line was going to hold a dead body. Oh, yeah. pockets. Yeah, that fishing like, line was like, you know, like seven, maybe seven pound. Seven pound test, like, tops. There, and, it was 300 pound test. And he's like pulling it like with his hands, like hand over hand, like pulling it in. And Hannibal Lecter's got the fucking like oar for the rowboat, like poised to like whack him on the back of the head as hard as he can and of course it's just a fucking branch yeah womp womp but then they just see his corpse <laughs> up on the bank which is goddamn hilarious yeah they, they get back to the bank to the beach and there's like dead Mick lying there or Mick's lying there and like well maybe he's still alive go call the go call the hospital from the phone at the house and stay there so you can lead him here and he's like trying to give him like mouth to mouth I gotta give this waterlogged corpse CPR yeah, he gives him like, and then he like puts his head on his chest and listens and just kind of like looks disappointed that nope, this guy is not alive. He just wanted to kiss a corpse. I yeah, put he, my mouth on it and everything and didn't save him. Yep. And he, but he checked his pockets. There's no ID. And like Hannah Buckner's like, wow, it's weird. The guys, there's no ID on this guy. How weird. No, no, it can't be the guy whose car we moved earlier we glossed over. No, we haven't. No, they didn't do that yet. Oh, they definitely did that already. Yeah. Oh, they moved the car. Oh, that's right. They moved the car. They haven't found. He hasn't found the car yet, though. Duke. No, he did. Oh. Oh no, you're right. You're right. We just didn't say anything about it because I don't know. That's what we do. Because we gloss. We like to skip stuff. So Duke goes to go like board over the windows and doors of like the cabins that they're not going to use, and sees a white Rolls Royce there, and it's like, huh. That's weird. My Rolls Royce is in the other side of the place. And for some fucking reason, Hannibal Lecter has keys to the Rolls Royce, but Duke doesn't ask a single question about that. Like I wouldn't have. Just tosses on the keys and he drives the Rolls Royce out of the mud. Like you do. But where did Hannibal get the keys? Corpse. Well, yes, we know that, but... Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway, Duke's back to the present. Hannibal Lecter's probably not banging his wife. Possibly not banging his wife. Maybe not. Probably banging his wife. Definitely. Not right now, not right in front not of him. Not actively. Not actively in front of him, no. 
Yeah, correct. Not, yeah. And it's not one of those cuckold videos currently. Yet. Yet. Spoilers? We'll see. <laughs> also, I may have started watching a different video at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You confused Prime with Pornhub. It's, it happens. Yeah. I, I may have started watching just, Madge Dick in the middle of this. He just started typing in a P into his internet browser and hit enter with whatever popped up and yeah. it was Pornhub. Weird. I wonder why that auto-filled like that. That's strange. Who knows? Um, it was like I think, the first seven options. I think Pornhub pays pay, Pornhub pays Google to put that into the, the beginning of every search. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah, that's that's what that's my that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, uh, Duke runs off after unsuccessfully reviving a long dead corpse. Yep. And decides the best course of action is to break into uh, Anthony Hopkins' chateau. His, his bungalow. Where he uh, finds the secret stash of identifiable crime things. In his dresser, because he yeah. just like stuck it under some clothes. Yeah, because he's 12, so he stuck it under his underwear because nobody's going to look there. He's good at crime. He is super good at crime. Yeah. And, I, but meanwhile, he's up at the uh, he's up at the uh, having uh, liver and fava beans with uh, a nice Chianti with uh, with Ariel up at the the house. And the the dummy comes to life and starts talking yeah. mad dummy shit. And then just like Chris does, yeah, because Chris is mad dummy thick. Thank no, you. He's he's pretty pointy. <laughs> Yeah, Chris I'm, is the opposite of dummy thick. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm dangerously underweight. <laughs> if anyone here on this podcast is dummy thick, it's me, and I think I'm just fat. <laughs> uh, probably shouldn't have laughed at that, but it was funny. I am just fat. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, he finds the goods. The dummy starts talking shit. The dummy shanks him. Cuts him real good in the face. Yep. And and then Anthony Hopkins comes out from behind the dummy. Yeah, because I guess it was really him and not the dummy. Yeah, he was he was manipulating the dummy. He was moving the dummy's mouth and eyes like you do when you have a ventriloquist dummy. And he's the one who stabbed him. Yeah. So he stashes a second corpse in the water. I, I believe the dummy says to tie them both together with canvas and fill their pockets full of rocks, like because that worked so fucking well the last time. How do you answer for everything? No, you fucking fill them full of rocks. You put them on the boat, wrap them in canvas, put them on the boat, fill the canvas full of rocks, row the boat out there and drop them. That was that was the dummy's plan. That's what Fats yeah. wanted to do. That's a dummy plan. That's for certain. Dummy plan. So, uh. The deed is done. He meets yep. up with the Little Mermaid. Yep, and she's like, you know, and he's like, so are you? Would would you leave with me, even though you're still married to your husband? And she's like, you know what, I would. And he's like, great. And she's like, but I'm gonna wait till he gets home so I can tell him I'm leaving him. And then, Daniel Butcher's like, maybe not so great. 
because well, yeah. I don't think he's coming home. What had happened was he went out hunting, you yeah. know, with this elephant gun that he threatened to shoot me with when he thought that I was porking you. Yeah, on account of the porking we did. Yeah. And uh, she's like, well, we got. he's got to come back first, so he'll come back at night when it's dark because you can't shoot things in the dark. Nope. And she's like, did he have a flashlight? And he's like, the I don't fucking know. The stop being effective after the sun goes down. Yeah. Well, Amy becomes ineffective after the sun goes down. Well, don't you feel stupid now? <laughs> no more or less than usual. <laughs> and uh, the... The dummy is real mad about all this. Because the dummy knows that when he gets with uh, the Little Mermaid, that means he's going to get pushed out <coughs> pushed out of the picture. Sorry, are I was you, choking you, for some reason. I thought maybe you were just upset. You were sad. Of just the emotions of the dummy being left behind. Don't die, Chris. You yeah, know, after, like Puff the Magic Dragon, you know, when Jackie Paper grows up. And doesn't come back to the, the island of Honolulu anymore. I don't want to fill your pockets full of rocks and throw you off a boat. After, I thought maybe you were feeling like those kinds of emotions. Yeah, after 400 and some odd movies, 420 something, this was the one that really choked me up emotionally. Because <laughs> I can really identify with um, throwing an old man, drowning an old man in the lake for other reasons than that one. <laughs> Yeah, and so the dummy uh, Fats makes Hannibal Lecter do a bunch of stuff because he's like, "You're me, I'm you." Like, you've been you you fucked up you fucked up so much. I'm taking over now, so I'm gonna make you smile and dance and touch the ceiling and whatever else he has him do. Yeah, and the dummy's plan is to eliminate her so they can go back to their exciting high energy entertainment lives yeah so he tries to reconcile with the little mermaid in an yeah, attempt he, to lure her out yeah and it's like and it's using like the dummy's voice like the dummy's accent it's like you know it sounds like he's a fucking like I don't know mobster from the 20s man see yeah come out here and uh have a reconcile with us, please. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but he leaves a a hand carved wooden heart for her, and she opens up the door. And Hannah Lecter has a knife, and then they cut to uh, and she bends down to pick <laughs> it up, and then they cut to Hannah Lecter talking to the uh, the fats. Yeah, with a bloody knife. With a bloody knife, and he's like, "Oh, she trusted me." Blah 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 blah. You know, even after everything, she was still willing to like reconcile with me. And and Fats like, "Yeah, I feel kind of weird, like cold, and I got like if I had a stomach, I would have a pain in it." And Lecture's like, "Yeah, that's because I kind of stabbed myself in the gut instead of uh, stabbing her because she's awesome and I suck." And we're going to die together now. Yeah. Hooray. Hooray. And just, and, it seems and, like. And, uh, hold on, hold on. And then, and then, so like, and, but then uh, fucking Ariel comes down to the cabin. She's like, hey, 
Hannibal, are you in there? Are you in there? Like, let's, I've changed my mind. Let's just go. We can, and if you don't come out now, I could change my mind again. And she tosses the wooden heart up in the air after, like, she do like, she does like a fats impression, which like, I go, I can change my mind again. And then she tosses the wooden heart up in the air and they freeze frame on it in a weird way. Like it's blurred. Yeah. It's bizarre. And, and that's the fucking end of the movie. And yeah, which and just for the record, it would take you a fucking while to die from that stab he gave himself, like a yeah. while, like days. Yeah, weeks maybe. Yeah, you, I mean, if you hit if you hit a vital organ, it probably wouldn't take too long. He did not. He stabbed himself like right in the like. All he punctured was his small intestine. Yeah, and. Like, maybe he would get sepsis and fucking die from an infection. Yeah, that's what was going to kill him. I mean, granted, I'm not a doctor. I'm only a lawyer, but... Yes, that's the Esquire. That explains the IQ of 33.3. Yep. (laughs) I guess I walked into that one. (laughs) Yeah, head first. Yep. What's, how's it feel? Is the, the wittiest thing you've ever said was right now, Not and like good. at least four other people are going to hear it. Yeah, maybe six. Whoa, yeah, whoa, really. whoa! I've seen the numbers. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we do have double-digit downloads. That's true. On the, uh, from Podbean directly. But yeah, that's that, all that's, I can see. Inexplicably, that's how this movie ends with her doing a weird dummy impersonation and throwing a wooden heart in the air and a freeze frame on it. And it's not even like a clean freeze frame, it's just a blurred heart in the air. You only know it's a heart because you saw it earlier. If it wasn't yep. for that context, it would just be streak. a weird mass. It's you just, would just tan, think somebody messed up. It's a tan streak on a black sky, and that is what they freeze framed on. It's my favorite melodic. Blackened death metal band. Pan streak? And a black sky. Mm. I saw them open for Cannibal Corpse. Definitely. Hell you did. Definitely not the same <laughs> genre. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I only listen to Mathcore. Beep, beep, boop, doop, doop, boop, boop. That's Mathcore. I only listen to actual murder. <laughs> I did see a movie for Cannibal Corpse. I listened to a lot of 90s alternative and baby metal. It's a weird mix. So, Atlanta, Horse Lanta. Hold on. But Christian, uh, Metal Kingdom is out now, so you should listen to that. It's the third single off of Baby Metal's upcoming album. Yeah, once you get done fact checking, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, I forgot to remind you in the uh, Gotcha channel, so you, I'm reminding but you, you now. Better get your work done first. <laughs> Pretty sure you can listen to Baby Metal and work at the same time. And we are yeah. working with HR to make sure that your fun allotment has been increased. Yes. We don't even know who HR is. I thought it was Kylie. Yeah, but Biden's yelled about wanting to do it, too. Well, I mean, we could have a two-person HR department. I'll have to run it by legal. Good. Wait, that's me. Is, <laughs> is Bynum's in charge of uh, of uh, compensation and uh, Kylie's in charge of uh, terminations? 
Sounds like something they do. Or That's... performance reviews. Kylie's in charge of performance reviews. <laughs> yeah. That that seems fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff. So Horse Lanta. Ah. What what Chris said. What did Chris said? I feel like by now you know what you're supposed to do <laughs> at this point. Yeah. This movie is not without its charm. I mean, it's cool to see young Anthony Hopkins, uh, slightly younger Mick. Hey, he looks still look old in this movie. Yeah, that guy was old for birth, I think. <laughs> he was born old. <laughs> Meredith Burgess looking old. Fucking David Ockin Steers, like, looking... Like a normal person. I know I've seen the guy that plays Duke in a lot of movies. Yeah. He was he was, Tal- a- he was in Talladega Nights. He was in The Office, apparently? Yeah, he was on an episode of The Office. I've not actually really watched The Office. I am not a millennial. Me either, but The Office is pretty good. I think uh, uh, Parks and Rec is more my speed. It's pretty good. I can't say that I would have I wouldn't have finished watching this movie if I just picked it at random on my own, so I guess I can't really recommend it. Is that because nobody dies in the first hour plus of this movie? It's very slow. I mean, it was a weird old movie from the 70s, sure, but that's about all it really has going for it. The most exciting thing was seeing young Anthony Hopkins. So, yeah, no, I don't think, I mean, the the story was kind of watered down, and I don't think I could really recommend this one. Sorry. So lit all the way up? Oh, heavens no. Oh, heavens nah, no. Nah, bruh. Nah, nah fam. Nah, bruh, fam. Nah, fam is the, the correct Rating. Bruh, fam. I would not hurt myself in the balls with meat over this one. <laughs> is that correct? It is now, I guess. <laughs> Christabel. I liked it. It's a little slow, but it's, I mean, it's interesting enough. It's, you know, middle of the road. It suffers from the same problems that most films of this vintage do. It's just got that 70s pacing where not a whole lot happens until it happens. I think they do an admirable enough job with the thing. Like, you you can tell before it's really brought into the I thing. I could use that to hurt Chris. <laughs> That uh, something's up with the dummy. They don't really go out of their way to say it right away. It's interesting enough. Once the stuff starts popping off, it gets a lot better for sure. A bummer it takes as long as it takes to get there. But if, I mean, if you want something a little slower paced, something you could watch with the... Uh, Somebody who's not as into a horror movie, some something a little more suspenseful than gory. 
I think you could do worse than this. The performances are all pretty good. I mean, you do have pronounced performances. Performances. I have a yeah. performance review over that later. No, it'd be a post-performance review at that point. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I give this. Uh, I give this the slaughterhouse princess middle of the road. It's okay. That's all I got. I don't really have anything good or bad to say about it. It, I'm, I'm going full centrist. I'm right it's in the a middle. Movie that existed. It happened, and I watched it, and I wasn't upset. It's okay. What do you think, Troy? I kind of liked it actually. I mean, it's got its goofy parts, but overall, I think it was a good movie. I, I love a descent into madness, though, which is totally what this movie was. Like, because they make it very clear that the dummy was not possessed, the dummy was not controlling him or anything like that. Like, he just was fucking having a uh, a mental breakdown and was, I don't know, like Im- giving the the giving the dummy a life it didn't possess in his own head. So I'm 100. I am 100 p down with this movie. Um, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. They, it. Like, yeah, there's the goofy parts, like the fucking freeze frame at the end, and some of the stuff at the beginning. Like, and the fact that it takes so long to get to an actual kill kind of sucks. But overall, I, I enjoyed it. I would say watch it. I think it's worth watching. Like, I, I think it's a different take on, like, the killer doll genre than you usually get. Because usually the doll is actually killing someone. Whereas this was just more a manifestation of a guy's like insanity. So I, I like that a lot. I'd say watch it. Thank you, Kylie, for suggesting it. So Chris, what are we watching next week? Uh, we are watching the babysitter. I think. Yes. As suggested by my friend, Anna. Yes. Who recently watched it and said that we had to watch it. So we, we're gonna. Yeah. Cause that's what we do. I have not seen it. So, Horselanta. Troy seat it. What if other people want to, who are my friends, want to suggest movies? How could they do so? Tie a note to a rock and throw it through your window. Yeah. Tie your window to a note and throw it through a rock. Sure. Or tie a rock to a note. Uh-huh. And... Worked yourself in a quarter. Window <laughs> it to the rock. From the window to the rock. From the window to the rock. Till the note drops down my window. Or you can find us on the Facebooks because we're Slaughterhouse Princess and all that stuff. Like I always say, you can email us directly at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. You can go to slaughterhouseprincess.com all kinds of dumb crap like the movies we've watched Chris facts how many times we've been downloaded on the Podbean, other stuff you can go to store discord or patreon.slaughterhouseprincess.com for three different things that you can do which would be buy stuff from us give us money or talk to us on the discord why not do all three 
I bought a lot of stickers on the uh, the store recently, and I still need to buy a tumbler. The travel tumbler looks fucking amazing. And I sorry, have a shirt. sorry, Mr. Green, I've not done that yet. Hey, Twitter, Spotify, and all that crap barking at your Alexis. You know all that stuff. You know all of it by now, or you don't. Whatever. You found some way to listen to us. Do yeah. that again. Keep doing that. Put your ears. So come back next time for The Babysitter. And while our podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Uh, what do I do? Oh, yeah. Bye. Eh. It was Night Court.